Welcome to the Cool Girls Only podcast, where we talk about the excitement and uncertainty of navigating our 20s. I'm Jordan. And I'm Maddie. A cool girl is on a journey to becoming her best self, and we're here to share our thoughts and learnings every Friday with you. Welcome to Cool Girls Only. Okay, last cool girl advice night of 2022. I'm so excited. We have a few questions from our listeners and we're excited to dive in. Yeah. I liked our last one a lot. Like that was really fun. I'm so glad you guys submitted and, you know, just want our unsolicited. I'm also drinking wine, little, little tipsy. So you'll get the the real advice here. (laughs) Yeah. I think the first one we did was, um, we were pretty drunk for that first one. Yeah, we were pretty drunk. We, it, was at your, it was at your apartment. I remember yeah. recording that. I feel like that was <laughs> one of the last ones we recorded before I moved. I think it was. Oh, my God. We were Nostalgic. like sad. We were just drinking heavily and decided to do a advice night. <laughs> I mean, why not? Um, okay, cool. So we have a few. I mean, not too many, but we haven't really posted about this in a while. So I'm excited that people were actually still active in it. Um, the first question we got, which is also, we got a few submissions around this topic, but I'll read the longer version of someone's submission, which said moving and living with your significant other for the first time, how to not annoy the shit out of each other, do things together, but also apart how to grow your relationship and stop trying to always be looking at the next stage in life. I mean, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's so relatable. Yeah. I love that. She ends it with that was a lot, LOL, but I know you both get it. Thanks. <laughs> we get it. Trust me. We get we it. We do get it. Yeah. This is, and I think it's so, like you said, the fact that multiple people did submissions about the same topic, it's such an interesting phase in life when you move in with someone, especially someone that you're sleeping with and like want to spend your life with them. It's mm-hmm. extra. I don't know. There's a lot on the line. I feel like. Yes. It seems like there's a lot of pressure. Like it's a huge step, which it is because I feel like that's the step where like you really get to know them and like determine it's kind of the determining factor. on like, can I be 100% or not? Um, let's see advice. There's a few different parts to the question. So let's see how to not annoy the shit out of, out of each other and do things together, but also apart. I love this part of the question because I think it's so important to do things apart. Like one thing I've always been so like, I don't know, focused on in a relationship is making time for my friends and like doing things outside of my relationship, because I just think it's so important to have that part of yourself and like, not just be so consumed in your relationship. So I think, I mean, for me, I always kind of tried to make plans with friends or do things at least like plan a few things separately on the weekends, even, um, to just, I don't know, have that kind of separation, especially if you're living together and maybe both working from home, that could be literally so much time spent together. So it's really important to like, (laughs) just like plan for that. And I think when you're planning things apart and doing things apart, that can help with the annoying the shit out of each other, because then you won't be constantly together all the time. I don't know. I feel like yeah. When you live together, it's like the little things just get to you and cause such issues in your relationship. Like literally like the dishes, like seriously, (laughs) you're cracking me up. Yeah. There's, I feel like 
there are times when you, and first of all, even if you take a further step back, like the person that you're meant to be with, it should be easy to be with them. You know? So like, I really think this person is probably writing from the perspective of, I love being with my significant other so much, but I still know that I am my own human being and I need to do other things. So like Mm -hmm. first things first, it should be easy to spend time with them. Like if you are moving in with someone and it's not little things annoying you, but it's like time is passing really slowly and it's not enjoyable. That's like red flag that's a sign. Yeah. That's like a total, that's not nitpicky dishes, et cetera. That's like, yeah. it should be easy to spend time with them. Um, but yeah, I think there's moments where you're with your partner and there's like a rosy glow. And for me, I feel like sometimes it goes through phases. Like it'll be weeks and I'll, Caleb could literally not do the dishes for like a month. And I'd be like, Oh my God, he's so cute. Like, <laughs> You know what? Like you just go through and like, I don't know if you feel this way, but like sometimes I'm just so obsessed with him that like he could do anything and I'd be like, oh, it's fine. Like he's so cute. He's so, he's so handsome. It's fine. Um, but then there are other times, like if he scrapes his fork wrong, when he's getting his scrambled eggs, I literally, I need to go on the balcony. Like I can't be in the room. So I, I feel like you're, yeah. it's hard because you're adjusting to life without just yourself. Like you're adjusting to life with someone else. And even the littlest things that you don't realize about yourself that drive you crazy, you start to learn when you move in with your significant other, like forks, scraping on plates. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, I can't, it's like, if someone's yeah. eating cereal in the same room as me, I like need to leave the room. I can't yeah. listen to you slurp your cereal. <laughs> Oh my God. No, that's so true. It's so true. And like, that's a great point. I mean, it just, it changes everything. I will, I'll say that like when you move in together, you're really, really getting to know this person. Um, so don't take that lightly. I mean, it's a huge step. And the, I guess the next part of the question was really like how to grow your relationship and stop always trying to be looking at the next stage in life. And like, I feel like for me, this doesn't even just relate to relationships. It relates to everything. Like, I feel like, I feel like that's kind of a personality thing. Like my personality, I'm always like planning. I'm such a planner and I'm always looking for like the next stage in life. And I know with relationships and we've talked about this, we've had a whole episode on like timelines. There seems to be in society, these timelines (laughs) set out for relationships. You move in together, then you get engaged, then you get married, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what we said on the episode was kind of like, screw that and make your own timeline. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, honestly, like don't feel pressured just because of societal expectations. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's being in the same page as your partner is super important. And that could even be, I don't know what the fuck my next step is, but um, I'm happy right now. Like at least the yeah. communicating that type of information to your partner, not now the person you're also living with and sharing your space with and your home with, it's super important to be aligned with them. And even though like, I don't know, I just feel like you can't over communicate your own goals in life enough to the person that you're with. Like, it's not yeah. as easy as just understanding. And that's another thing that like going back to that first part of how not to annoy the shit out of each other people cannot read your mind. Like you need to verbalize your thoughts and the things that make you upset and be comfortable sharing that with your partner. Like if 
you move in with your boyfriend and he leaves the toilet seat up. Don't let that habit like continue. Like don't act like it's okay for a month and then be like, shit, what do I do? This guy keeps leaving the damn toilets. Like, no, Mm -hmm. stop it. in it's tracks. And I feel like I didn't realize how important the first like year living with someone is, but I really think the first year kind of cements your habits and what yeah you and your partner feel is acceptable behavior okay that's a Um, good take you know what I mean like yeah I'm trying to think of a good example no I think the example you just gave about the toilet seat is perfect like that's I was literally gonna say communication too because yeah do not just like simmer in it don't like let something bother you and just simmer, not say anything, kind of act passive aggressive. <laughs> like I oh my totally God. used to, that used to be me. Like I wouldn't say anything and I would just say it's fine. And like, act like, like what? Give it, I want an example. I want an example. I what was Joe literally doing? Can't even, I mean, I feel like this wasn't even like when we moved in together, this was probably like college, which like I was just the worst. <laughs> um, I don't even have an example. I have no idea, but like, I used to be like that. Like if something bothered me, you would just kind of shut down. Yeah. Like I wouldn't really express what was wrong. So I think moving in together, that changed really quickly because I realized like we live together and we need to be able to be open. And like, I don't know. I don't like, I just, I think I came to a point one day where I'm like, I don't need to sit in like these on in these like uncomfortable feelings. Like I can literally just like say what's on my mind. And it's fine. Like, what's the Mm -hmm. worst thing that can happen? Like, you're literally just communicating with your partner. Like, that's all it is. And hopefully they understand and hopefully they make a change, you know? Yeah, no, I do know. And I think it's important to say the things that you want because it is a shared living space. Like people who, and maybe this is different if like your partner moves into your apartment that could be a different experience than like you guys getting an apartment together or home together, whatever it may be, but like understanding the responsibilities of each person in the household is also Mm. important. Like it doesn't need to be a chore chart, but it could be like, Hey, like, for example, I cook, I cook almost every meal that we eat. Like Caleb doesn't cook very much. He just doesn't have the time. Doesn't really care. Doesn't enjoy it. And I do. So I prefer to cook he does all the dishes. Like he does the dishes every night without fail. I don't have to think about it. I don't need to ask him. Like he just does it. So like having those kinds of, and it takes time, you know, but having those kinds of conversations, like if you're cooking and you're doing the dishes and you're putting the laundry, like fuck that. No, that's not cool. It's a shared space. Yeah. There needs to be balance. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I feel like Joe and I right now are like trying to figure out kind of snow, like taking care of snow, because sometimes like I'll be super busy and he'll be taking her out a lot and like say vice versa. So that's <laughs> something that we need to figure out too. But yeah, agreed about like the, um, cooking, because if it's like, it's like, if one of us cooks, the other cleans, like it's always mm-hmm. just a known thing because we need to help out, you know? So I think that's a good tip. I'm trying to think if there's anything else, like I wish I knew before moving in. I mean, like I said in the beginning, it's just like a huge step. Like it is. And don't think it isn't because it seriously is. And like, you'll be with them all the time and really get to know them. So it's exciting. I mean, if it's the person, you know, you're, you want to be with, it's a really exciting time. Yeah. And like, there's going to be ups and downs and that's okay. As long as like you 
are still happy and you are like time passes easily and you're just having a good time with each other outside of those obvious little things that might come up, then you know that it was a success, but it's like, yeah, I think communication is just key. You have to be comfortable talking to them because I forget who one of my friends was like, isn't it just kind of the same as like having a roommate? And I was like, no, No. it's like having a roommate, but even more intense. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. It's, it's completely different. Like you're in a relationship with this person. It's so like, yeah, it's so different. We actually have an episode. It was one of our first episodes, um, about communication and relationships. Go listen to it. I should go listen to it. That was so (laughs) long ago. I bet like we need to update some refresh. Yeah. (laughs) Refresh. Okay, cool. All right. Love that question. I feel like a few of you were interested in this topic. So looks like you guys are all moving in with your significant others. We love to see it. Yeah. Go you big face, (laughs) big step. Yeah. Okay. Um, our next question is career related. Um, they said, I just got a promotion and will be officially, and I will officially have my first direct report. Any advice? I have no idea what I'm doing. Damn. That's exciting. (laughs) That's very exciting. I don't have a direct report, so I'm going to let Jordan give her advice. I have a few ideas, but I want to hear from you first. Ooh, I'm curious about your ideas. I mean, I went from zero to hundred real quick. Like I went from zero direct reports as an individual contributor to having managing a team of 10. So like it was, (laughs) it was literally insane. Like it has been just the craziest few months ever since I was promoted, but With that being said, I would say communication is key. Like everything in life, you need to be straightforward with them and honest and open. And like one thing that I have struggled with, with now managing a team is I just assumed like trust would kind of come quicker than it has between both of us, like between me and my direct reports and my direct reports and me. Um, so I think learning lesson is that's going to take time. And the only way for that to happen is just by what you say actually occurring. You know what I mean? Like those are proof points of trust. So like having open, honest communication with them. Um, something I struggle with is being too lax. Like Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to have really serious conversations because I always want to see the positive side of the situation, not only the positive, but like the human side of the situation. Yeah. Um, and some people don't operate with that same, like, I don't know how to describe it. Like if I don't take something really seriously with them, they will not take it seriously, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And then there are other people where I can just message them be like, Hey, saw you weren't on that meeting. You know, please make sure to be on these two calls a week that are mandatory. And they'll be like, Oh shit. Okay. And then they'll always show up. But like, Mm -hmm. you have to find that flow with them and that rapport with them early on, I think. Well, and everyone's different too. So it's like being a different manager for your different reports. And it sounds like from the question, she only has one report, which is probably a good starting point. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I feel like once you get to manage multiple people, like everyone has a different style of working. So I think that's one thing to think about, but my take on this, which I don't have any direct reports at this point in my career. And I'm like, I'm excited for that stage in my career, but I also feel like it's kind of scary. Like it's a huge job. Um, 
So what I, what I kind of think of before going into that stage of my career is like, think about the managers you've had. Mm -hmm. And I always do this. Like whenever I have a manager, I'm like thinking about things they do that I love. And I've had managers that I really, really do not like. And I think about the things that they do that like me and the rest of the team cannot stand. (laughs) So like kind of taking, wait, like, like, tell us, I want to hear, I mean, I've had like the biggest micromanagers ever, like cannot let me do one thing. And like, as so for me, I cannot work like that. I like cannot, give us an example. The people listening who are like, I don't know what micromanagement is. Tell us yeah. what micromanagement is. So if you're like, let's say you're working on a project and like, I feel like a good manager would give you ownership. Like you're owning this, put the deck together or whatever the project is. Um, and then you could maybe meet with them, go through it, maybe give you a few tweaks and that's that. But with a micromanager, like they don't let you own it. They like tell you what needs to be done. They don't really let you own your role, which is kind of how I felt in a few of my roles. Mm -hmm. And it's just, which I, I kind of get, and I see why they're like that because I'm kind of like that. Like I like to have ownership (laughs) of things and like, so I can kind of see where they're coming from, but it's also super frustrating as an employee because you don't feel motivated in your job because you don't like have that ownership of your role or of your career even. So yeah, that's like one thing I think of when I'm like going to be a manager one day, it's like, I cannot micromanage because it's just, but also it depends on your employee. Like if they really need guidance and need you to tell them what to do, maybe you can be a micromanager, but like, I think it's just so case specific. So really, I guess the advice is getting to know your direct report and understanding like how they work. Yeah. And I think even asking them, like, I literally will ask people how many times a week do you want to meet? What kind of convert, like, what do you want to talk about today? Like it is, it should be in their, like, it should be their decision, how your relationship works almost like Mm -hmm. you are adapting to them. And I think starting out with one direct report is amazing because you'll learn really quickly, like how it's going. And when you make a mistake, it's only affecting like one instead of 10. Um, (laughs) Oh my God. Like so scary. But yeah, I would say the only other advice would be make sure you have like clear goals with them. Cause like the shittiest managers I've ever had are ones that were unclear with me. And I felt Mm -hmm. frustrated. Like every bad work situation I've had is from unclear direction and priority from management. So like, that's huge. Make sure they understand what they're doing. Communication. It's all communication. It's all it is. All right. Love that. All right. We have one more and I'm like excited we're all over the one. board today. Yeah. This is I exciting. Know. We are, we are. Um, okay. The last one is I'm trying to find more balance in my fitness routine and just cannot stay consistent with it. I do really well for like a week or two. And then I fall off. How do you stay motivated to be consistent? Girl, same. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten a lot better at it lately, but I, yeah, I feel like I was definitely doing that for a while. Yeah, I was too. I think this past year is the first time in my life when I've been super consistent with something like voluntarily, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like in high school, you're doing 
workouts or whatever for your team or yeah yeah, like you're kind of forced to do Mm -hmm. it but when you're an adult on your own you really need to have a lot of discipline to do that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. I think for me my best advice would be like make it a habit like there is no way around it because it sucks. Like there, <laughs> like <laughs> I think focusing on the positive side effects of when you do work out will help motivate you for the days when you don't want to work out. With that being said, though, something I've learned that like I've been super harsh on myself before in the past is when you are in the mood to work out, even if it's an off day, go. Like yeah. I usually work out a day or two in a row, and then I'll take a day or two off. So I hit three to four workouts a week. If I have a random day where I'm kind of, this was my off day, but I had a shit day at work and I drink coffee too late. And I'm just kind of in the mood to do something, go to the gym, like go to a workout class, go do something. If you're slightly in the mood, even though it's kind of an off day, because there will be days when it's an on day and you're supposed to go work out or whatever. And you don't fucking want to. And it's so nice to know those days when you really, really cannot get yourself there, like have some grace. It's fine. Don't go watch Netflix instead. Read a book like that's okay. Yeah. Because you know that you're 99% of the time you're super consistent. Yeah. That's a good tip. Always go. Yeah. When you, when you feel like it, even if it's an off day, that's such a good tip because yeah, sometimes I'm like such a scheduled person. I'm like, "Uh, even though I have some time right now. Uh, it's an off day. Like I can't, yeah, I can't go, but like way. why you can go. <laughs> I'm literally the same way. And then I would do like, I would randomly be in the mood to go for a run, but I wouldn't go for a run. Cause I'd be like, well, I I'm supposed to work out later. Like I'm supposed to go to the gym later and I should do cardio after weights. It's like, mm-hmm. that's fucking dumb. If you're in the mood to go, for a run, go. Like, go like that's better than not going later. So yeah, I think so that's true. good, but you just have to like make it a habit. I don't think there's any way around it. And I think so many people who've like, I'm obsessed with listening to podcasts about people who've like made huge transformations in their health. Yeah. And on all of those types of conversations, you hear them always say, you cannot convince someone to do this. They have to tell themselves to do this. Yeah, Like mm-hmm. you need to commit and be ready to like make that change in order for yourself to stay consistent because you know, you actually deep down want to make a change. Otherwise it's never going to happen. Like no one can force you. No, you can go and then eat shit all day. And that's just going (laughs) to not, you know, be great. Right. I think of the Mari Llewellyn interview on the skinny confidential. Have you listened to that one? Oh, I'm obsessed. It's one of my favorites. I love that's like one. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. I have it on one of my like favorite podcast playlists. Like just like listen to it all the time. She's so motivating. Yeah. It's super motivating. Um, I will, I do have some advice on this topic actually, because I feel like sometimes these fitness routines can get boring and repetitive. Mm -hmm. So I found like, I don't know. I feel like I've always been this like all or nothing type person when it comes to fitness, like I'm going to lift weights and that's, that's what I'm going to do all week. Like four times a week, I'm going to lift or I'll discover hot yoga. And I'll be like, I'm going to go to core power every day. Like that's my workout. (laughs) And I get so bored of it. So I found recently, like, I don't know how I haven't done this before is just having a mix of things. Yes. Switching it up, (laughs) like doing weights a few times a week doing, I love soul cycle. I'm literally obsessed with it. I go every week, 
once a week soul cycle, do like a Pilates class here and there. Like I feel like I've been so much more active recently because mm-hmm. I'm just doing so many different things and it doesn't get boring. Like that's the probably best advice I can give on this. If you're just like feeling like you can't stay consistent with like your current routine, like maybe it's time to change mix it, it up. up. Yeah. yeah. Mix it Get up. Fun. Like, <laughs> seriously. It's like been a huge game changer. I've just always been like that. Like, nope, I need to lift four times a week, but like, then I just stop. Cause I don't feel like doing yeah. it anymore. My issue is like money. Like I, and I'm sure that's a lot of people's issues too, but I was obsessed with pure bar for a really long time. I still have a couple of classes I need to use with them, but it's just so expensive. It really is like, and I hit a point where I'm like, I love going, I love doing it, but also like, I cannot just rely on going to pure bar for my exercise routine. Like I need to be able to consistently. Yeah. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. go to the gym and maybe once a month or once every two weeks mm-hmm. do a pure bar class or soul cycle Pilates, whatever. But yeah, I agree with you. If you're feeling like you can't get going, it's probably because maybe you're not doing the right thing. Like mm-hmm. you're not everyone, you know, wants to lift weights. It's super beneficial to your health, but if you mm-hmm. really aren't into that yet, don't just skip to that step, go to a yeah. class instead or run with a and friend even once a like, week. Yeah. And yeah, fitness classes are super expensive and I really never went to them in New York at all because they're just so pricey out of control. Yeah. They're out of control. There are so many really good, like free resources, like yoga with Adrian. You could do a yoga class on YouTube. Oh, what Mad an OG. Fit. I fucking love her. She's the best. I could I listen to her all day. Like she should have meditations. I wonder if she does. Like I love her flows. Yeah. We should do like a zoom date where we do like a workout with Adrian together on a call. I would love, I, yeah, I haven't (laughs) done a flow from her for a while, but that's such a good free resource. Another one I like is mad fit. She's so fun. She has like really short ones too. And then like you still have to pay for this one, but a cheap ish option is Melissa would help. Like she's, her workouts are so good. Like there's so much out there. There's so much out there. Um, Pinterest, like mm-hmm. I forget who it was. I think it was my manager is like super into like weightlifting. And when I was getting into it, I was like, I really want to get to the gym and I don't just want to go on an elliptical or a treadmill, whatever. I want to like do weights, you know, mm-hmm. what should I do? And she literally laughed at me and was like, go on Pinterest. Like you can find the best workout routines on, on Pinterest. Oh my God. I completely forgot about that. I used to do that in college. Like I would go on Pinterest and just find like a I don't know, leg day, whatever mm-hmm. workout and just do that. It's so easy. Cause I also, that's another thing. Like sometimes I don't feel like going because, because I don't have like a workout planned or I like don't really know what I want to do. It's just easy. If you, yeah, just search on Pinterest. They have everything. I love it. I, I would definitely recommend Pinterest, especially if you're someone that's like kind of afraid to go to a gym or if you do go to a gym, but then you end up on the treadmill the whole time and you don't really feel like you're doing any of the machines. Like go on Pinterest, start looking up some like, um, new, new girl gym kind of vibes on Pinterest. And you will be flooded with videos and like mm-hmm. explanations of here's what you should do. This is what I would start with a warm up. Then I would do these four exercises. Like sometimes I think we overthink it so much that it makes it hard for us to commit to going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like this big looming thing. It's like, no, nope, like you can do it. Yeah. And whoever submitted this, you can do it. I you believe can in do you. it. 
I know. I, okay. I'm thinking, I keep thinking of more things as we're talking about this. You've mentioned this app before, but the habit app, is that what it's called? The habit tracker app. That's another thing. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you don't like plan for it or have it in your schedule or like be reminded of it, it's just like not going to happen. So I would check out that app. It's super like clean and kind of a good way to just track like your habits that you have. I mean, you can do way more in there than just like your workouts, but it's a good starting point. And I think I'm also just thinking of more, the more we talk about this, but (laughs) I also think like, if you struggle, do it in the morning. If it's hard for you to do, do it in the morning always, because Mm -hmm. the morning is when you have like, I feel the least amount of resistance to do something that's good for you. The nighttime is always going to be more difficult because you're tired. You worked all day. Like your friend is texting you and they want to get a drink and you're like, shit, I really want to get a drink too. So Mm -hmm. just do yourself a favor. I really do think like if you want to stay super consistent, give yourself 30 days and just be like for 30 days, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week in the morning. And these are the Mm -hmm. days that I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, like Mm -hmm. boom in the morning, you wake up, you have some water, you go get after it. And then it's done. Like it's behind you. You have this beautiful day ahead of you. Yeah. That is the best feeling. Just getting it done in the morning because I have like, yeah, I feel like the longer the day goes on, the less motivation I have. Like when it gets to be pretty late, I'm like, I'll just go tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. That's how most people are. Like you just, you feel good in the, I think you have to be super disciplined and very like in a routine to do nighttime workouts. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I mean, I've done it. I, I still do it once in a while, but like, it's hard. It's hard Mm -hmm. after a long day to go do something. (laughs) No, I know. I don't know how people do it. It's yeah, it's tough. (laughs) Okay. Well, those were our questions. We love an advice night. And we'll, we'll do another one next year. I mean, this was the last one of 2022. We have some exciting episodes coming up. We do. I'm so excited. I love these advice nights and I hope people keep writing into us. 